What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9, the game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Larry Bird, the Hick from Salt Lick. Yeah, Hick from French Lick. Whatever. And Eric Fry. Every time you say Bielema, I think of Brad Bielema. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Sparks here, hanging out with you on this, what is it, Thursday? It's thirsty Thursday, it throwback is. Thursday. Hey, whatever you want it to be. That yeah, kind of we're, here to, we're here for you, we're here to celebrate on this gray, gloomy, rainy day. Ugh, it is, it's a mess outside, it's it's not fun to go outside. But it's always better when you're talking sports. It is, and at least it's not snowing. It's true. Or icing. Yes. I'll take That's a both. big plus. Yes, I'll take both of those. And, of course, we got a lot of sports to get to, but it wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. McMahon Meets, as well as Tingley Insurance Agency, Wet Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and Topless State Bank. Got, uh, obviously, college basketball, local sports. Not a whole lot happened last night, but we will recap some of the games that happened last night and preview games going on tonight. There's a couple big ones in our area that we'll talk about on the girls' basketball side as well. I have some more NASCAR news to talk about, so get ready for that. Um, what else we got, Travis? We got new uh, polls. Oh, we do new have new high school polls. I knew there was something I was forgetting. So, and they are good. Oh, I am intrigued. Yeah. I haven't looked at them yet, so yeah. that will be interesting for me. So They're good. Uh, I can't wait to hear that. Particularly well. a team that you just got done seeing, and Ooh. particularly a good matchup that's shaping up on... Uh, well, tonight, too, but right. uh, on Friday, too. Ooh. Well, the teasers are just abound, and I cannot <laughs> wait for later on in this show. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's get things started. What do you say? Let's do it, man. All Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting things off today with some news that just came out uh, a little bit ago, about uh, uh, maybe an hour and a half or so ago, but it's been rumored for a while, and that is that the Chicago Bears have named Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren as their president and CEO this morning. Warren will replace outgoing president and CEO Ted Phillips, who announced his retirement last September following the 2022 season. Didn't take long, did it? 
No, it did not, and it doesn't take long. Uh, you know, the Bears, of course, uh, on the clock, and mm-hmm. number one pick coming up in the draft, which we do plan on talking about uh, coming up. Yes. And uh, eventually we'll, we'll get there on what the Bears should do with that uh, number one oh, uh, yeah. pick. But, yeah, the changes are, are starting, and it has been rumored about it, but the, the Bears officially made it official, and mm-hmm. you know that they, it was official because they tweeted it out. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, Kevin Warren, the new uh, president and uh, CEO uh, there. And, of course, he uh, comes uh, after uh, being the Big Ten commissioner, mm-hmm. but also he was a, a longtime uh, front office person, spent several years in the front office with the Lions, Rams, but uh, specifically I think uh, the last time uh, that he was known for was the Vikings ah. that he spent for. So, Well, and let's hear what uh, George McCaskey, the Bears chairman, had to say about him. He said, Kevin's a man of integrity, respect, and excellence, all of which are critical core values of the Chicago Bears, and we welcome his perspective and diversity through to lead this storied organization. He's a proven leader who has many times stepped outside of his comfort zone to challenge status quo for unconventional growth and prosperity. In his role, Warren will serve in the primary leadership position of the franchise to help bring the next Super Bowl championship trophy home to Bears fans. Warren did inform Illinois Chancellor Robert Jones, who is the co-chair of the Big Ten Council of Presidents and Chancellors, of his departure. And the Big Ten Presidents and Chancellors are set to meet later on this morning. So, um, Right, I guess uh, that's uh, the other side of yep. things that, that we, we don't think about. That Oh, hey, now oh the Bears have a new person in their front office, but now the Big Ten's got to replace uh, him and find a new commissioner. Well, and, you know, if you think about it, Warren has been with the Big Ten since June 2019, but he was was not given a contract extension by the conference so they kind of i think put this in motion if they would have given him a contract extension i think he would have stuck around but by not extending him even after he just helped negotiate the big rights deal for the big 10 conference that we talked about he was the guy in charge of it Right, yeah, it was kind of a surprising uh, hire as Big Ten commissioner Mm -hmm. because he had not spent a lot of time in college athletics uh there the one thing that is interesting uh, to note here about Mr. Warren here is that uh, the former president of uh, the Bears was uh, Ted Phillips, and he uh, was kind of the, one of the guys that spearheaded the uh, new stadium project in Arlington Heights. What's curious about Warren, he was with the Vikings, yes, and he was one of the people that was important in the negotiation of the construction of the new stadium for the Vikings, U.S. Bank Stadium. So uh, they expect that warrant to kind of get this over the finish line yes. of the new stadium in Arlington Heights, pick up right where Phillips left off, basically, and uh, kind of take this uh, take this thing home. Yeah, and I think that is such a key um, in them making this decision is that. Uh, they knew that, you know, they wanted to get this done. They want to get this done by the first quarter of 2023, closing on the property. Um, they have yet to officially close on that property. And the Bears general manager, Ryan Poles, said, Kevin is going to be a tremendous resource, and I'm excited to get started with him. In my time spent with him during the interview process, it quickly became apparent his resume and business acumen will be a powerful asset to helping improve our organization and ultimately reach our goal to be a championship organization so uh yeah you know to me travis i think this is obviously i think it's a a good call i really do um but 
I, 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 I'm going to be more interested to see, I think, where the Big Ten is left with. Who do they look for to now lead them dealing with new schools coming in? And right, yeah. the new rights deal they just signed and, and interacting that and getting that all figured out and stuff like that and the changing landscape of college sports. You know, we just talked about it, um, I think, a week or two ago about how they just passed something that said, you know, 75% of the teams that are competing in a sport should have a chance to be in the championship for the sport. Well, that's going to affect the Big Ten just like every other conference and, you know, either football, basketball, baseball, whatever the case may be, if that gets enacted, and they're going to need someone to lead them. And I, I'm i more interested to see who they're going for sure. as opposed to how this affects the Bears. Because I don't think on the field, I don't think it's going to affect the Bears at all. No, not really. I don't think free agents are coming there because of who the CEO and president is of the Bears. No. no. It's definitely something more on the business side of things that will affect uh, the Bears more, more than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, kind of leaving the Big Ten in a tough spot, kind of this buffer year in between uh, USC and UCLA joining yep. up in 2024, 2025. Yes, we did just negotiate that new uh, media rights uh, deal. But, yeah, it kind of gets uh, the Big Ten in a tough situation. And, uh, oh, hey, you know, two new teams are joining your conference uh, mm-hmm. so uh hi, bye uh, i'm going uh, back to the big leagues i'm going back to the nfl to do uh, to do things uh yeah. for the chicago bears which also it should be noted that he's a chicago resident as he well is. as big 10 commissioner i didn't realize that yes he uh, is. they're in uh, when i say the rams yeah he worked with the st louis rams organization as well mm-hmm. did not know that yep and uh speaking of which because we we didn't talk about this so i think this transitions not. great into this video that came out yes of, i saw uh, what do you think oh Travis. <laughs> now this would be of Soldier Field. Yes. Well, currently, currently, not the new one. Yep. I hate this. <laughs> I absolutely hate this. I mean, if we, we always talk about a spaceship landing in the middle of of Soldier Field, this is like the Titanic going this through. This is awful. And uh, it's like you have this big, all this fancy and new stuff, new age, and then you go and step outside the stadium yes. and see the old columns and whatnot. So it's even worse. And also, uh, this would be, uh, of course, be domed as well. Yeah, so they're trying to make it domed. And actually, this is my first time seeing this video. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, it's kind of like when, when at the end of Titanic or at yes. the beginning of Titanic when they go through the what the ship looks right. like. Like this right. is kind of what it reminded me of, and uh, that's kind of what it looks like outside. So it's, it's going to have, like, entertainment hub on one side and food. And, I mean, the metro being there and the train stopping there is a yeah, great call. I think that's what that's that is. That's a great call. I love that idea because, you know, one of the things we heard about Soldier Field was parking, how difficult it is to get there and stuff like that. This eliminates that because you can just get on the metro, get on the Amtrak. It's going to be a, a train station, at least in this proposal, which... I don't have a problem with. Um, so then they're going to move on, you know, and, and there's going to be an entertainment district, which, again, I haven't seen this video. Well, first of all, I love the big Super Bowl trophy right in the middle because I think they got that all the way from my 85 last time the, the Bears <laughs> well, were there. And they also, it's kind of like if they would host uh, yes. the Super Bowl kind of thing. Yeah, it has like sports bars on one side and, and this is across the street actually from right, yeah, Soldier it, Field. Exactly, it's kind of got the feel of uh, Wrigley. Yeah, Wrigleyville which I hate. <laughs> I, I hate that updated Wrigleyville. We've talked about that before. 
Um, I really didn't see this uh, part at the beginning with the uh, entertainment district. I really just saw uh, going inside the stadium, which I think we're about to do. Yeah, we're about to go inside. We're actually watching this I live. I mean, you're so. going to yeah. gonna love this. Go oh. in. Look how immaculate this uh, <laughs> this beautiful stadium is. I mean. On an old burial ground of bears past. You might as well not even call it, you know, Soldier Field, if that's what they would call it. This isn't Soldier Field anymore. This is something new. And and that's fine. Call it something new. Don't call it Soldier Field anymore. Um, oh, the, yep, still going to have the columns in between. They're going to be domed and glassed in, and it's going to be a dining area. Yep. Oh, with so you can bar dine with and columns. probably a sports book oh. <laughs> as well. Well, of course it's going to have a sports book. you got to have you that. you got to. Yes. It's important, oh, I guess. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Travis, this is awful. Like I said, Titanic oh, <laughs> right here. This is. If you have not seen this Inside video, Soldier Field. <laughs> make sure you go and check this out because this is Look absolutely. Elegant and how oh. expensive these prices are oh, going to be. Oh, Travis, this is. It's maybe worse than the new stadium. This is supposedly the Hail Mary to get the Bears to stay. Mm. If I'm this Bears and I'm seeing this, I'm going, And no. then there. Uh. That's your picture of Soldier Field. Like a kind of looks like a cross between the Rams Stadium yeah. and the Vikings Stadium a yeah. little bit. I'm not a fan of this. Chicago Dome. I guess oh, I, you can do monster trucks. I saw that little yeah, rendering I guess, of I guess that was the, the vibes, uh, that window right there uh, yeah. of the... Uh, Lucas Oil a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of like got like five stadiums all put together. It really does, yeah. Uh, I I just, I mean, they can. All right, City of Chicago. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna give you a heads up right now. Okay, they're, they're trying, Eric. You need to start thinking of what to do with this place when the Bears leave, because <laughs> the Bears are leaving. Like they're gonna leave, and you need to think of what to do with that giant eyesore once the Bears leave. Yeah. So, because it's coming, it, it, it's happening. <laughs> uh, the mayor's office has floated two point two billion dollars as the cost of redevelopment. Yeah, the taxpayers, by the way, still owe six hundred thirty-one point five million dollars on the two thousand three renovations to the stadium. Really? So they still owe six hundred thirty-one million dollars, and we're going to pop on another two point two billion. Wow! No, this isn't going to work. You are. The Bears are not staying in Chicago. They're moving to Arlington Heights. They're not buying that property for what they paid for it without going to Arlington Heights. So no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, no, I. So there you go. Bears have a new president. Chicago's trying to keep them. They're not going to stay. End of story. Let's <laughs> end of story. Let's hit our first break. When we come back, we will talk some we'll more. Local right sports. back to the starting lineup on ninety-eight nine. The game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screens, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products. 
or learn more at PeakinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Valvoline Advanced can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $38.99. Go farther with better fuel efficiency. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello. and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSafe. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. Member FDIC. When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Remember when one of your best players got injured, but not like on a play or anything? He got injured celebrating a play, and it's not like it was a game-winning play or in the playoffs. And he was out the rest of the season because he was injured while celebrating? Yeah. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hello there, my name is Seychelle, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken and that hint of sourness from the pickles. Ta-da! <laughs> hey, I'm Juan, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is you know you're going to get chicken that's crispy, golden, and juicy. This is the gold standard of chicken sandwiches. Order the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real customers paid for their testimonials. And now, my cat uses HGH though. That's the only reason why he's good. I was gonna say, is he still the best player in baseball? Yes. Even with all his injuries. Why? Because people don't talk about him because he plays for the Angels, and they're gonna continue to not talk about him because he still plays for the Angels and he signed a long-term deal. And he doesn't play an entire season. And he can't make the postseason. And he doesn't. Because the Angels stink. Play the whole season. The starting lineup. I think you have to play a majority of the season to be the best player. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. You're on a 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you here on the uh, starting lineup till the uh, noon hour. Let's talk about uh, some uh, local sports uh, that happened uh, last night. Like Eric mentioned, not a lot happening, only a, a pair of games to uh, hit on here locally. And uh, in boys basketball last night, it was a St. Elmo Brownstown picking up their 11th win of the season. Now 11 and five, I believe, over Inberg, 64 to 58 was the uh, final there. As uh, St. Elmo came out with a five-point lead in the uh, first quarter, and uh, they kind of held on to it there. Uh, 
Inberg did outscore them there in the fourth quarter, but uh, SCB did enough in the first three quarters to uh, win the game. Atwood led the way uh, for SEB. He had 19, and uh, we had three other players in double figures as well, so four in the total for the Eagles. Uh, Paisley had 13, and Campbell had 12, and Schwab had uh, 12 points apiece as well. And uh, so uh, St. Elmo picking up the win on the uh, boys' side of uh, things, and also uh, the girls were in action as mm-hmm. well. And you flip the uh, uh, name in front. It's Brownstown St. Elmo as uh, they won uh, last night against uh, Dietrich. 55-50 to uh, 50 was uh, the uh, final score uh, there. It was two players in double figures for uh, Brownstown. Uh, Baldridge, she had 18. Seaball, uh, she had uh, 14 points as well. Brownstown had the advantage after one quarter, 17-14. to 14. And uh, they had the lead at halftime as well. Again, Dietrich did win the uh, fourth quarter, but Brownstown did enough in the first three quarters to come away with the uh, victory. It was Britain leading the way for Dietrich. Uh, she had 17, and Brummer had a 14. So Brownstown picking up a, another win in the NTC as well. So uh, both Brownstowns in action mm-hmm. last night. And those are the only two games in the area from last night. And uh, we do have some games going on uh, tonight, including one on our sister station over there on 100.5, 105.5, Jack FM. And it is a Brownstown St. Elmo back in action this evening. And it's against the Altamont Indians. And uh, so uh should be a, a good one as uh, Brownstown, they're uh, looking to uh, get some momentum, I guess, Altamont as well before the uh, conference tournament begins on Monday. We ran through uh, the bracket uh, yesterday, and who knows, maybe uh, some point down the line these two teams could uh, see each other in the uh, tournament, mm-hmm. and uh, they're matching up uh, tonight. They're in Altamont, and you know, usually with St. Elmo, it's kind of a little uh, rivalry game with a close proximity uh, of the two schools. So, uh, Lady Indians versus the Bombers uh, tonight. Yeah, should be a good game out there. Uh, you know, both teams trying to, like you said, build momentum heading into a conference tournament. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it over there on uh, Jack FM tonight. Looking forward to it. And uh, so uh, it's uh, Brownstown and Altamont over on uh, Jack, but some other great matchups uh, this evening around the area as well. We have uh, Paris and Effingham mm-hmm. going uh, down there in Effingham, uh, two uh, high powered uh, programs uh, going after it uh, tonight. And also, it's significant that I. Uh, for, I knew that this was announced, but I forgot when it was. But it is going to be uh, tonight as uh, they're going to kind of celebrate uh, Coach Schaefer uh, oh, a little yes. bit uh, this evening. And they're going to have a, a girls basketball alumni night uh, tonight there. Uh, so uh, people are encouraged, former players are uh, of the girls basketball program and even managers as well. And uh, coaches uh, can come and celebrate uh, Coach Schaefer and uh, they will be uh, recognized at uh, some point prior to the uh, varsity uh, game. And then uh, following uh, the varsity game, there will be a reception there in the uh, lobby there at the gym for uh, Coach Schaefer. And uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but uh, over the holiday tournament, he uh, broke the the record Mm -hmm. for wins in basketball uh, total uh, history there for uh, Coach uh, Schaefer uh, there. So uh, all the former players are encouraged to uh, come out tonight uh, there against uh, Paris. So not only is it a marquee matchup, but it should be a good night with some uh, alumni uh, coming back there. Alumni in the house and a celebration of uh, some great, you know, um, 
you know, uh, moments and, and, you know, just uh, a great coach there, uh, you know, setting the record and let's celebrate it. Right, yeah, we, we talked to him uh, before the, the season and it's been uh, quite a while. The only coach that I remember coaching there in the girls of basketball is uh, Coach Schaefer, been doing it uh, for a while. So uh, hopefully uh, some uh, a lot of former players uh, come out to uh, that special uh, ceremony before the game uh, tonight. Also a, a mega game in the NTC. Could this be a, a preview of a, a tournament matchup next week? And uh, they matched up uh, before the tournament last year. And uh, it's Nyoga 5-0 and in the NTC against St. Anthony 4-0 and as Nyoga just suffered their second loss of the season the other night to a great Pena squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, St. Anthony comes in at 16-4 and overall. So this one at the Inlow Center tonight should be a, a great girls basketball game yes. uh, tonight there with the uh, Indians and Bulldogs matching up and uh, two of the best uh, teams in the NTC uh, this year in the early going. So, Two uh, of the best teams in the area, Travis. For sure. I mean, let's just call it what it is. <laughs> sure. uh, two of the best teams in the area squaring off uh, tonight and uh, that that should be a great game. And like I said, it could be a preview of uh, the conference tournament. It would be, would it be championship? No, it wouldn't be, would it? If yeah, Nioga is the number one seed, and San Anthony is the two seed. Okay, so then you yeah. would have to you would have to think that it would be later on in the tournament, a right. lot of championship game. Although you never know, there you could never be know. upsets that could meet for third. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, and that's what makes uh, tournaments. Uh, great there in yes. Beecher City yes. uh, next week, but uh, should be a, a good game uh, tonight. So uh, we'll report about it uh, tomorrow, and uh, we'll also have uh, Oka Valley against uh, Cumberland, and Windsor Two Straws at uh, South Central uh, Flora is going to be hosting Topolis, uh, Red Hill at Duggar Union. It's a Sarah Gordo hosting Arcola, and it's Clinton at a Tuscola. Tuscola trying to keep their undefeated season uh, alive. I think uh, Clinton, yeah, well, no, that's the boys' team that's uh, doing well. Uh, Clinton's only 10-9, and but they are 3-0 and in the Central Illinois Conference, so that's an important matchup in the uh, Central Illinois there on the girls' side as well. So all over the place, mm-hmm. big games mm-hmm. uh, this evening. And you also got uh, Shelbyville hosting uh, Sullivan as well in an Apollo action. We got a Charleston going to Mount Zion as well. Mount Zion trying to keep it their perfect record in the Apollo Live. Currently 6-0 on the season, 17-2 overall tonight. And they're matching up with uh, Charleston there, who's kind of middle of the pack, 3-3 in conference so far for the uh, Trojans uh, tonight. So uh, that's a look at the area schedule for uh, tonight. And we... uh, Took a look at the uh, schedules for the shootout uh, yesterday coming up uh, this weekend. And uh, we also uh, took a look at the NTC uh, tournament on the girls' uh, bracket. Uh, so if you want to check that out, check it out in the archives. I, I looked up Coach Schaefer at Effingham, Travis. Mm-hmm. 24 years Yep, he has coached at Effingham. Mm-hmm. Entering the season, obviously, 449 wins. That is – there's only 200 wins entering the season that were not accounted to Coach Schaefer in the history of FEM girls basketball. Right, yeah, according to IHSA. That is absurd. Yeah, it really is. Five seasons where he did not finish 500 or above mm-hmm. in 24 years. Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty pretty good, pretty, pretty successful good. run. 64% uh, win Schaefer percentage. There. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Yeah. 
there. So, uh, and uh, speaking of uh, tonight's uh, Nioga and uh, St. Anthony uh, matchup, where do they rank in the rankings of the AP poll that uh, came out yesterday? Well, we'll find out. We'll take a look at the uh, top 10, both on the boys and a girls' side, where our area teams stack up in the uh, AP polls uh, coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all out of family homes. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizzo, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clearer skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. And now, where this is the furthest Effingham has gotten and how many times? I'm going to get blasted for getting this wrong. Who wants to go first? Well, go first. Semis once. Travis. Third round, three times. Semis. Once, once this year the starting lineup like i said by next week it'll no, be completely no no that's wrong well i mean okay no it's not it's okay everyone gets five dollars jesus oh that was so stupid on 98.9 the game so stupid <laughs> thought this was a freaking trick question <laughs> Here at Fry Sports Center update, the Blues go for their third win in a row when they host the Calgary Flames at Enterprise Center tonight. The Blues just beat the Flames 4-3 in overtime on Tuesday, so look to spoil Calgary's fun once again. St. Louis is in fourth place in the Central Division with 45 points and a 21-18-3 record. Chicago Bulls were on the wrong end of a game-winning shot during a 197 loss to the Wizards at Capital One Arena. Zach Levine hit a game-tying three with 30 seconds left in regulation, but Washington's Kyle Kuzma responded with a game-winning three on the ensuing possession 
Levine had 38 points in the losing effort. Chicago is now 19-23 on the season. They'll host the Thunder tomorrow night. Chicago Blackhawks go for their third win in a row when they host the Colorado Avalanche at the United Center. The Blackhawks beat Calgary 4-3 in overtime on Sunday. However, Chicago is still in last place in the Central Division with just 24 points and a 10-25-4 record. Patrick Kane is doubtful to play with a lower body injury. The White Sox are bringing in some organizational infield depth. The team signed second baseman Hanser Alberto to a minor league contract yesterday. The 30-year-old hit 244 with two home runs and 15 RBIs in 73 games with the Dodgers last season. The Illinois Fighting Illini are adding a point guard to their roster. Class of 2023 guard Nico Moretti announced his commitment to the Illini yesterday. The Italian prospect is enrolling early and will be able to help the Illini this season. Illinois hosts Michigan State tomorrow night. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on the 98.9. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits uh, there. And uh, we'll get to uh, the uh, NBA with that uh, Bulls losing to the uh, Wizards. Yeah. There without uh, a few of their good players. Yeah. But still taking an L. Still taking an L. <laughs> there. Good job. Oh, man. Um, all right, so uh, let's take a look at, uh, well, y- you know what time it is here in this segment. Time for the polls. Let's take a look at the uh, new AP High School polls. And uh, first, we'll start off in uh, girls uh, basketball in uh, 3A. That's where we see uh, Lincoln. Uh, they get two first-place votes, but they stayed put at number four there. And uh, that's it for uh, the people getting uh, in the uh, top ten in 3A from our area. Muhammad's getting two votes. Uh, Taylorville getting a vote uh, there as well. In a uh, 2A, uh, let's see here. Let's go the uh, bottom up here. As uh, Princeton there, they uh, fall to a uh, number 10. You got Paris there, uh, tied of for uh, sixth. So uh, kind of stayed in the same spot mm-hmm. there, tied for sixth with uh, Byron uh, there. And then uh, sliding in at a number two in a 2A is Tatopolis. Yep. As they raised a, a couple of spots from four to two, they have uh, a lot of work to get to a number Number one, Quincy Notre Dame currently right now with 119 points. Topless in second place with 91. Uh, but number two are the Lady Shoes in 2A now. Yeah, and they got to be on the lookout. There's a hot team behind them in Petersburg, Porsche. They were 10th last week, all the way up to number three this week, uh, 18-0. But, yeah, Topless, second place. Um, Well-deserved, I think. 17-2 and two on the season. Definitely having a great year. Right, and uh, Fieldcrest, uh, they uh, took a tumble in the polls. Yes. They were previously number two, and now they're all the way down there at number eight uh, there. But Paris, a little bit of an argument. Hey, we beat the number two team in, That's the, true. Uh, in the polls there, uh, but we stay at number they, six. They're Obviously, Petersburg, Porsche, as we said, they're 18-0. Yeah. The number one seed is Quincy Notre Dame. They're 18-1. Paris is 19-1. Mm-hmm. Right. I think they have an argument for we have one loss. Right. Exactly. I think it was like to a bigger school uh, as well. I'm, I'm it was just, at the, the tournament finale. Yeah. It was against was Camp Cent- Point. It was Camp Point. Camp Point. Right. Yeah. So uh, maybe it wasn't a, a bigger school uh, there, but uh, still. A little bit of uh, an argument there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breeze Modern Day uh, barely missing out on the uh, polls. They received 21 uh, votes. Uh, Pena, uh, they had uh, five. 
Uh, Bree Central had a three there in a 2A. In a class on 1A, we see a Tuscola getting a, a vote, and they're number three, so they moved up a, a spot only a couple points behind a Minden Unity, who's a number two uh, there, staying put. Uh, Nyoga, they are at number six, so they uh, fell a spot with that uh, loss to uh, Pena. And uh, St. Anthony, there they are, staying put at uh, number eight. So tonight, Inlow Center, number six team in 1A against the number eight team in 1A. Big tonight. matchup. Big so, matchup. Top 10 matchup there. And also, I see Father McGivney coming in here at yeah. number 10. I know Altamont has them on the schedule uh, later on. I remember them uh, from last year uh, as well, and they're doing good. 16 and 2 mm -hmm. on the season, getting there in the top 10. Uh, now, also, uh, the Lady Indians have Nokomis on the schedule as well. They future. are just missed out, number 12. Future Lincoln Prairie Conference member. Ah, there you go, Nokomis. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Woodlawn is receiving a vote, and Tri-County yep. is receiving a vote there in 1A. Yeah, down year kind of for Tri-County this year. Right. Yeah. Kind of a uh, kind of, kind uh, of. down year. They're still really good. I was going to say. Compared to where they've been in the past couple of years. It's a little bit of a down year. Sure, sure, maybe. And uh, let's take a look at the uh, boys' side of the AEP polls. Uh, 3A, well, uh, 4A, I wanted to mention that. Lincoln Way East is still receiving votes. Uh, they're champions of the FEM Topless Christmas mm -hmm. Classic. They're just missing out the uh, polls in uh, 4A. In uh, 3A, you don't really have anyone uh, from around here. Mount Zion is receiving uh, four votes, uh, though, but that's uh, pretty much it. Uh, there, Springfield Sagar Griffin is the new uh, number one uh, taking over for Simeon, but they kind of flip-flopped right there. Uh, Simeon uh, with 121 points, Sagar Griffin with 124 points. Uh, they're flip-flopping there. In uh, Class uh, 2A, we have Totopolis. Uh, they technically fell a spot back down to a number 10 there, but hanging on to uh, that with a 14-3 and three, uh, record. We have St. Joe Ogden, who uh, just beat Totopolis. Mm -hmm. uh, they actually fell a couple of spots uh, from 4 to uh, 6 there with 77 points. Breeze Central, they uh, moved up two spots to a number 5 uh, there. Um, and uh, a new number one as well, Princeton, up there, 13 first place votes. Uh, Prairie Central was the number one team, uh, but they're number two uh, now. Other teams in uh, 2A uh, to uh, receive votes uh, from around here, not really around here, but yeah. Pinckneyville, uh, they're at uh, number five. I know Olney uh, was there, and I still don't see Olney receiving votes nope. anywhere. Nope. Shame. It is. Um, in uh, 1A, this is where I wanted to talk about what I wanted to uh, get to. Uh, technically, a tied of 4-10th right now. You know, other receiving votes category ha has them there, but they also have uh, tied for 10th, so that's where I'm going to put them at. It's Chrysler Rock, who won the Vandalia uh, tournament. They're 15-0, and and they're coming in in the polls, and they're tied for 10th with Casey. Uh, they both have 33 uh, points there, so technically tied for 10th there at 11 and 4. I, Casey being in there does not surprise me. I'm glad Centralia is finally getting some respect. Right. Like I said, 15 yeah, and undefeated. 0. Undefeated. Undefeated. Put some respect on their name. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for sure. Um, the, the number one team in 1A is still Jacksonville Root. Uh, they are running away with it. Has 147 points right now. And uh, number two, receiving two of first place votes is a team that you just saw, Eric. It's yep. Decatur LSA. They're at number two. Uh, they rose a spot there. 
to number two. Must have been that one over Cumberland. Must have been. Got, got him up. Got spot. him out. Yeah. And got two first place votes and two even. Face- first place votes because of it so uh no this decatur lsa team like i said on on wednesday is very Legit. good um and and i can see them barring injury obviously making a decent run when we get to state right yeah uh, how'd you say how tall was that one kid that put up all his points six five. Oh, six five. i thought he was taller six six hmm, maybe somewhere I don't know, you saw you somewhere saw him i didn't so uh you uh, face the number two team in uh 1a He's hefty and then I saved this because making a huge jump to a number four. That's the Altama Indians. That's right. They come in at a number four here in 1A. Uh, I did see last week in this. I actually look on the AP website. They had Altama slated in there at 10. I also saw some other ones uh, that just missed out uh, on the top 10. So depending on where you look at, uh, if they were not ranked, that's even more impressive. Right. But, uh, they still jumped up to number four now into the top five in all of the state. So uh, Friday, that's bulletin board material there mm-hmm. for uh, North Clay as they received 18 uh, votes or 18 points. Uh, Tuscola received uh, four votes. Nokomis received a couple of votes. Uh, Windows Two Straws receiving a vote uh, as well. But uh, number four team in 1A on Friday versus North Clay. Yeah, that's going to be a, a great matchup and, you know, well-deserved, I, yeah. I, I think, for Altamont. They've definitely been playing some uh, good basketball recently, so I don't have a problem with that at all. Right, yeah, not only just seeing them uh, firsthand, but also uh, what impresses uh, voters that, you know, aren't in uh, the gym as well, just seeing the, the final scores uh, as well kind of impresses people uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, very well-deserved uh, there. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens on uh, Friday. And, hey, yeah, you just mentioned the other day, I think we had talked about it, of, you know, on Friday's matchup of whoever wins the game would be the number one seed in mm-hmm. the NTC tournament. Well, yeah, North Clay comes out and wins it. They'd be the number four team in the state. In one A plus yep. victory over St. Anthony, yeah, yeah. I, I would say I would uh, say so. I was gonna say you forgot to mention another NTC team that got votes, Beecher City. Well, I'm not sure if that was our Beecher City or not. See, I thought the same way, but in the girls there was Beecher, and it's Beecher. If you look up Beecher, it's the other school is Beecher. It's not Beecher City, right? So I, I don't know if it was meant to be the other school and someone just didn't know what they were voting for i don't know because be count here beach city mm-hmm. i think it would say count here beach city right so but the other one says beecher if you look on the girls a people it says beecher right so i don't know what school beecher city is right i know that when we've you, had this problem in, I know. in the past too with tri-county of, we've had it with Mount shiloh yeah, there's a yeah. Chicago Mount Carmel. There too. is a Chicago Mount Carmel. So <laughs> distinction there, complete opposite into the state. I'm throwing it out just in case. What's Beecher City's record right 5 now? Five and eleven. Well, <laughs> there you go. It, it's a vote. I guess it, it is a, a vote there. Maybe How many times do we see people mess up polls? Travis? Maybe it's maybe it's coach giving maybe, them. Maybe a it vote is there. So. 
there's a look at uh, this week's uh, polls there. So uh, top 10 matchup coming up tonight in uh, girls basketball and uh, number four team in uh, the state coming up on uh, Friday over on uh, Jack FM and topless there at uh, number 10 and number two in the uh, girls polls uh, as well. All right. Uh, so uh, let's uh, step away and uh, let's uh, take our last break and we'll be back to talk some uh, national sports. We'll try to hit on a little bit of everything before uh, we get off the air, some NFL news and uh, notes and uh, some NBA, NHL, college basketball. We'll see what we all can uh, fit in here in the time remaining. So that's what's coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. It's here. It's here. Uh, please sign here. Yes, my brand new laptop. I love Oh, there is a scratch on the lid. Mom! 8 out of 10 refurbished computers have something on the blink. So if this happens, call Worth Computer Repair. Martin can fix everything from your battery to your internal hard drive. And he'll come to you anywhere, anytime. Call Worth Computer Repair. 618-292-1002. That's 618-292-1002. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Cardinals Nation, the Cardinals Caravan presented by Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance is coming your way. It's your chance to get up close and personal with your favorite team. Get the latest scoop on the upcoming season from current players, Cardinals alumni, and broadcasters. Plus, there will be raffle prizes and autographs for the kids. Folks, jump on the caravan, the Cardinals Caravan. Rolling into Mattoon on Sunday, January 15th. For more information, visit cardinals.com slash caravan. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Odds to win conference. I yeah, think they to win mean, the conference. You mean to get to the Super Bowl? When you win the conference, you win the Super yes, Bowl. Yes, I mean, yes, you go to the Super what? Bowl, Max. Yes, it means to win the conference. What we're asking is what does that mean? To get to the Super Bowl? Or yes, to... you win the conference means I'm you go to the Super Bowl. Nuno, does it mean to <laughs> <laughs> If you win the conference, what happens, Max? Okay. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings on 98.9 The Game. And now... Is this really what we're talking about today? Because if it is, I'm going to leave. The starting lineup. Like, this is ridiculous. All right. We'll get back on track. <laughs> Sports podcast talking about phones. Give me a break. On 98.9 The Game. This is ridiculous. Give me a break.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on the 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you for today a little bit longer here on ESPN Radio. Coming up in the uh, pod, we'll get to everything that we don't get to here in the uh, trash hour, including Eric's got some uh, NASCAR news yeah. as well to uh, get to if we don't get to it here on the uh, program. But uh, yesterday I uh, mentioned uh, about the uh, NFL deciding on the uh, neutral site game for the Bills and the Chiefs AFC title game. If that ends up being uh, the uh, scenario, well, it's put in place and it was announced just uh, this morning uh, here that Atlanta will be uh, the neutral site game. Why there? Well, I uh, thought that was a good idea. Hello. We, we, we told you that yesterday uh, Lucas Oil was out due to that uh, large volleyball uh, tournament that right. weekend. Uh, but said the league said as a part of the standard NFL contingency planning, Atlanta had already been designated as a possible backup site for postseason games prior to the start of the 2022 season. Mm-hmm. And is almost, uh, let's see, uh, whatever that word is, Ed Quistan. I don't know. I'm I, sorry. I, I completely forgot how to speak English here, that's okay. I guess, but, uh, <laughs> Basically, it's farther away right. Both for both cities, I, I guess, from potential participating cities, I guess. Mm. Uh, other potential AFC championship game matchups will, of course, take place at the home stadium of the higher seed uh, there. So it's going to be in Mercedes-Benz Stadium hmm. there, home of the Falcons. I mean, well... I mean, as we talked about, you know, it has to be kind of a dome-ish stadium. Mm-hmm. And Detroit's out. Well, I mean, it, it could have been Detroit. It would have been a home game for Detroit or for Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Equal distant. Oh, it's the number that I or the the word that I equidistant. Equidistant, at equal distance. Between the Why two. Why don't you say equal distance? I mean, it was e- equidistant. I, uh, not really, uh, I've never heard that word before. I know. That's why it tripped me up. I, they just wanted to trip me up. They just wanted to sound cool. But it's like, I think that it's closer to Buffalo than it is Kansas City. It just seems like. But uh, hey, well, what do I know? Uh, there. And it looks like that the uh, Derek Carr era for the uh, Raiders mm-hmm. is uh, officially over as he uh, took to Instagram and he basically inked goodbye. And he says that the fire still rages. I love that. Uh, it still rages, uh, still rages within him. So uh, he broke his uh, silence and uh, the team uh, put a uh, statement out there that I think that they're going to explore options of uh, trading him. Uh, this offseason, of course, he just uh, signed uh, that extension, a five-year, $125 million in uh, 2017, and then a, another three-year extension onto that as well. So uh, he said, I'd rather go down with the ship. You know what I'm saying? If I have to. Um, but I basically just kind of inking goodbye on his Instagram post uh, yesterday uh, there to the fans and the organization for the years he spent there with the Raiders. Yeah. Um, Indy, get ready. Here comes your quarterback. Uh, trades cannot become official until March 15th. So if the Raiders do find a, a suitor for a car. Uh, not only would the quarterback have to agree to the destination, the Raiders would have to uh, have a trusting partner that the other team would, that could not back out on. So while Carr may find a robust market for his services, its trade value to the Raiders may not be as high as it once was. 
for them. So Indy. Yeah. Where's going? Get ready. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It seems like a, a good possibility. It's 800 miles from Kansas City to Atlanta. It is 897 from Buffalo to Atlanta. Wow, really? Yes. yes. So they are kind of equal distance. They're as close as you can probably get. Wow. So maybe the NFL did make a right call. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. The only way it could possibly be closer would be if it was in Nashville. But again, you wanted it probably in a dome, you know, a domed environment. Yeah, definitely. So it uh, looks like that neutral site game going to be in Atlanta. It looks yep. like the Derek Carr era in Vegas is over. Do you, all joking aside, Travis, do you think um, that is he done? Yeah. Or do you think he's going to get a shot with another team? Oh, uh, he's not done, done, done. But he's done in knew, yeah, Vegas he's d- for he's sure. Yeah, he's done in Vegas. Um, someone will give him a shot. Is he going to be next Kinda year, like Geno Smith? Possibly. People write him off, but maybe he won't write back. Mm-hmm. He wrote on Instagram yesterday, but as maybe he, said, he won't write back. As he said, it breaks my heart. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. Mm-hmm. Right. We've been on a roller coaster in our nine years together. The bottom of my heart. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I appreciate yeah. the support. I think you'll get another shot. There's two, three teams. Now, here's the problem. Like you said, his trade value is not great to the, the Raiders. But the three teams I would say would give him a look. Actually, four. As I'm sitting here, four. I would say Indy. Mm-hmm. I would say the Jets. Yeah. I would say Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I would say New Orleans. New Orleans, huh? Hmm. Uh, commanders are in the market. Yeah, commanders. Possibly. That's about it. Mm. I mean, I'm still, I'm still iffy myself on Daniel Jones with the Giants. Yeah. I mean, I know he's in the playoffs this year, but right. Are, I think the kind of the way he's played this year, I think he's kind of earned earned that earned yeah. another shot in New York. But Carolina is 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 an option too. What do you think? Let's see. Straight up trade for uh, in in division with for Russell Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think uh, Denver would love it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, if they would or not, uh, but it do, it does seem like that would be the mo for for the Colts. Yep. to do another another quarterback, not as old as they've tried, but it, it would be something that they would do. So. Green Bay trades Aaron Rodgers out to Vegas to reunite him with Devontae Adams? Possibly. Uh, Ah. You know, uh, the Raiders also could be uh, on the market with uh, Rodgers, but also could be in the market for another quarterback. Some people call him the GOAT, Tom Uh Brady as well, kicking out out the idea there of going out to Vegas. But uh, we'll have to see uh, this offseason. NBA. I was going to say, before we move on from NFL. Mm Mm-hmm. I got to ask you a question because I heard it this morning and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Dallas. Yep. They lose. Yeah. If they lose on Monday. Mm-hmm. Do you look at moving on from Dak Prescott? I'd say depending on, on how well he plays, but then they just pay him. Yeah. So I don't think he can. Do you try? 
Maybe. He's not what you thought he was. He has not been the same player the past three years. Injury prone. They played better with Cooper Rush. Injuries have played a part in it, and he certainly hasn't helped himself with all these interceptions mm-hmm. that he's thrown this season. He's play he, the the Cowboys as a team played better with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Yeah, that may be fair, but I was gonna say, yeah, I definitely think they move on from McCarthy. Right? Oh, lose, absolutely. I think they'll stick with Dak. I I think they they've already got too much invested. Okay. So. You know, stay put. Uh, NBA quickly uh, to uh, close it out here. The uh, Bulls falling there to uh, the Wizards without some of their uh, star players for Washington. They still beat them by a three there. Zach Levine at 38 points uh, despite the L. Oh, man, this is like, it's like a high school fourth quarter. 17 to 13, the Bulls outscored uh-huh. them, but still lost. <laughs> you go from 41 points in the third to only 13 points in the fourth for Washington. Uh-huh. But still win. Uh, some other games: the Pistons beat the T Wolves 135, 118. It was the Bucks over the Hawks 114 to 105. It was uh, Celtics over the Pelicans 125 to 114. And uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combined for 72 points. Uh, Jalen Brown had 41 in the uh, victory. Uh, McCollum at 38 in the loss. Uh, the Knicks, they beat the uh, Pacers 119 to 1-13. Uh, the old matchups with Spike Lee and Reggie Miller, this was not. Uh, Jalen Brunson did have another good game, 34 points, but he healed at 31 in the loss for the Pacers. Uh, it was Grizzlies over the Spurs, 135-2-1-29. John Morant with another uh, highlight reel dunk in this one. Jaw had 38 in the game. It was the Nuggets over the uh, Suns, 126-97. Uh, Jokic almost got a triple-double. Uh, one more assist shy of that, 21 points, 18 rebounds for the Joker. And the Kings over the Rockets, 135-115 to uh, there for the Kings, picking up the dub over Kings Houston. are going to make the playoffs, Travis. They're certainly in position for it, I right? I feel it. Yeah. Uh, game's going on uh, tonight. Uh, doubleheader on uh, TNT as the Celtics and the uh, Nets. Ah, uh, man. TNT just messed out on uh, Kevin Durant. Yep. Uh, being out now. Sure, they were happy about that. And then the second game of the night is uh, Luka versus LeBron. It's the Mavs against the Lakers. Which, why watch it there, Travis, when you can listen to it right here on 99 The Game Night? Oh, I didn't realize that we had, yeah. uh, had that. So, yeah. yeah. 8.30, coverage starts right here on 99 The Game. Forget the TNT broadcast. Yeah, you want to listen to whoever's doing it on ESPN yeah, Radio. exactly there. So Mavs-Lakers coming up. Um, you know, there are intriguing matchups out there. Bucks and Heat, I guess. 76ers-Thunder, not really. Uh, Cavaliers and Trailblazers. That's about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely uh, tune in uh, later tonight. All right, so it looks like we've uh, run out of time here, and uh, we'll be uh, coming up in the uh, pod. We got NASCAR news uh, that Eric wants to uh, get to, and we'll get to uh, some hockey stuff as well. Take a look at what happened in the hockey world last night and college basketball as well. And that's coming up in the pod, but coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry, and also you'll want to uh, stay tuned uh, tomorrow as we'll have something special on the show uh, for you tomorrow, so uh, tune in for uh, that. So uh, we'll talk to you then, and we'll talk to you in the pod.
Thanks for listening to The Starting Lineup on 98.9 The Game. Into the pod. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. And uh, coming up, we uh, got some NASCAR news to Eric to get to. We'll look at the uh, NHL from last night and what's happening uh, this evening, as well as some other random news and uh, notes coming up here in the pod as well. But first, before we get to any of that, is there anything on Sports and Air that you wanted to hit on that we missed? Yes. Uh, first, not great news. The Northwestern Wildcats football program is looking into hazing allegations. ESPN is reporting that the program began an investigation yesterday. The allegations were reported after the 2022 season concluded. Former Assistant U.S. Attorney, US Attorney Maggie Hickey will be conducting the independent investigation. Northwestern says that while it's not sure whether the allegations are valid, the university takes these claims seriously. The Colts continue their search for a new head coach. On Wednesday, the team completed an interview with current special teams coordinator Bubba Venturone. The 40-year-old has been with Indianapolis since being hired from the Patriots in 2018. Venturone spent 10 seasons in the NFL as a key special teamer with the Patriots, Jets, Browns, and Niners. Travis, would you want a special teams coach to be your head football coach? Not even a special teams coach. Special teams coordinator? Sounds Maybe. like I wouldn't. I'll say it. I'll say it right now. I wouldn't. Because you're just worried about the special teams. What do you know about the offense and defense? Special teams is out there about less than a third of the amount of time that the other two are. Yeah, but doesn't mean he's not intelligent enough to lead a football team. I'm not saying he's not intelligent enough. He just wouldn't be my first choice. Sure. I'd be fine with it. The Knicks have now won five of the last six games. I've taken down the Pacers 119 to 113, as you talked about. Indy uh, is now sixth in the Eastern Conference at 23 and 19. Uh, there. Or, excuse me, that's the Knicks. The Indy is seventh. Um, let's see here. Uh. The Ravens are hoping Wednesday's injury report is not an early indication of who will be available for their wild card game against the Bengals. As starting quarterback Lamar Jackson mixed his 16th straight practice since suffering a knee injury yeah. on December 4th. Backup Tyler Huntley was limited and did not throw passes during the early part of practice. If Jackson and Huntley can't play, Baltimore would start undrafted rookie Anthony Brown when they visit the Bengals Sunday night. Oh, man. Isn't that what you want, Travis? Yeah, it's exactly what you want. <laughs> the Jets are beginning the offseason by making a change on the offensive side of the ball. According to ESPN, New York has agreed to part ways with offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur. The 36-year-old led an offense that ranked 31st in the league in points per game during his time as OC. The decision comes one week after head coach Robert Sala publicly advocated for LaFleur to remain with the team. The Jets finished 7-10 after ending the season on a six-game losing streak and will select 13th in this year's draft. A Cavaliers player is expected to make his season debut after being sidelined for over a year. Ricky Rubio is eyeing a return against the Trailblazers in Portland tonight. The guard tours ACL back in December of 2021. 
before averaging just over 13 points and 6.5 assists per game. 32-year-old will likely be on a minutes restriction if he plays. Cavaliers are 26-16 and 16 on the season and are 5th in the Eastern Conference. The Padres are adding another big bat to their lineup like they need it. ESPN reports that San Diego has reached a one-year deal worth $1 million with Nelson Cruz. The 42-year-old enters his 19th season in the big leagues and is the second oldest MLB player entering this season behind Pirates pitcher Rich Hill. Cruz batted 234 with 10 home runs and 64 RBIs at the Nationals last season. Seven-time All-Star will look to secure the designated hitter role in a lineup that already includes Juan Soto and Xander Bogarts. Rich Hill is still yep, pitching? with the Pirates. You'll see him a couple times this year, <laughs> possibly. My God. Um, the Dodgers are making another addition to their lineup. Los Angeles announced it acquired shortstop Miguel Rojas in a trade with the Marlins. The Dodgers will send minor league infielder Jacob Amaya to Miami in the deal. Rojas returns to Los Angeles after making his MLB debut with the team in 2014. The 33-year-old played the last eight seasons with the Marlins and batted 236 with six home runs and 36 RBIs last season. Amaya was the 15th-ranked prospect in the Dodgers organization. Yeah, yeah, and I looked, uh, MLB had a picture of the current structure for the Dodgers. It looks a lot differently than uh-huh. the last few years. Max Muncy is now the starting third baseman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? The Dodgers just always seem to be a team that's there. Yeah. Regardless of what their lineup looks like, they just always seem to be there. Still got Freddie Freeman. They do. Still have Freddie. Still have Mookie. So Mookie. And they signed J.D. Martinez in the offseason as well. And he's a guy. He's a good hitter. I think he's past his prime myself. Yeah, he's a guy that the designated hitter is perfect for. Right. He can't field, but he can hit, so tried him out there. Yep. So. There you go. There you go. All right, so, uh, hey, so this is uh, news also from the uh, MLB world, particularly for the uh, Cardinals. Uh, The season hasn't even started yet, and we're already making coaching changes. Uh, Joe McEwen, he's going to be the uh, new uh, bench coach for uh, the Cards and Ollie Marmol this season. Uh, Scott, or Scott, uh, Joe McEwen uh, was uh, actually a Cardinal super utility man for 15 seasons, and he coached with the White Sox organization, of course, with uh, Tony LaRusso's crew, uh, most recently as a third base coach, but also has been a bench coach from 2017 to 2020. And you're like, oh, that's weird. Who's he replacing? Oh, well, Matt Holliday. He uh, resigned from the post of bench coach. After how many games? Uh, zero. Oh. Hmm. Super excited to have Matt Holiday back in the organization, and nope. Nope. I'm telling you, Travis, when you told me this uh, right before we got on air here, he has to have gotten a, another job somewhere, possibly as a head coach. Yeah, I don't That's know. That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe yeah. his alma mater at college. I don't know. I thought he was already doing that. I don't know. I don't know. No. Hmm. Yeah. He just doesn't want to be with the Cardinals. I guess so. Like, ah, oh, that Contreras guy is coming in here. I don't want to be anywhere near him. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, well. Oh, well. All right. So, oh, hey, I just got slid that email as well. Uh, How about Joe McEwen? Yeah, it doesn't say what he's doing. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he was already a volunteer coach for OK State. Right. Uh, he resigned from that post when he took this bench coach opportunity for the Cardinals, but nope. Nope, not to be. Uh, yeah, I guess I wasn't in the cards. No. Ah, that was a good one. Yeah, I do what I can. Hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> Let's uh, get to uh, some NHL stuff before we get to your uh, NASCAR thing you wanted to hit on. Uh, the uh, Flyers, they beat the uh, Caps last night a 5-3 hat trick for the uh, Flyers there. Uh, the Maple Leafs 2-1 to one over the uh, Preds. Uh, Edmonton over the Ducks 6-2. Connor McDavid with a goal and an assist. And outside the Kings of 4-3 over the uh, Sharks. And a winner last night. That was the only things. Only four games on the schedule for last night. Uh, games going on uh, tonight. Some intriguing ones out there. You got the Eric's Kraken in Boston to take the best team in the NHL this season. The Boston Bruins 32 Go Kraken! 32 4 and 4 haven't had a, a regulation loss at home this season. 19 0 3. I also had the Jets and uh, Sabres, Hurricanes, Blue Jackets, Maple Leafs in Detroit to take on the Red Wings, uh, Preds uh, against Montreal, Stars against the Rangers, Canucks against the Lightning, Wild and Islanders. Avalanche in Chicago at the United Center tonight take on the Blackhawks, Senators, Coyotes, Panthers, and Golden Knights. And have the Blues back in St. Louis after just beating the Flames there a couple of days ago. And overtime, Robert Thomas with a game winner the other night. And we'll see what we can do tonight against Calgary back in Enterprise. Yes. Is it still weird that they're playing Calgary back-to-back in St. Louis like yeah. in two days? Right. I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't know. Who decided on that one? Who makes the schedule? I mean, my only only thinking is it's a stretch, but uh, they put it on the whoever made the schedule made it, thought that maybe there was still some restrictions maybe for Canada. I, Would we I still guess. be dealing with that? Yeah. I, I mean. I don't know. That seems unlikely. Yeah. Uh, we're 2023. Should be past that, but which we are. But that's what's going on in the in hockey tonight. So, all right. Anything else here on uh, ESPN? Mm, oh, pretty much uh, covered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, NASCAR. Yeah. Some NASCAR news. We got a lot of NASCAR news actually. We we haven't talked a whole lot about NASCAR. So no, let's. We Let's start with the absurd. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready for this? Yep. Frankie Muniz is going from being a TV star to a full-time NASCAR racer. The Malcolm in the Middle star said Wednesday that he's racing full-time this NASCAR season and will be behind the wheel of a Ford Mustang for Rhett Jones Racing starting next month at Daytona. Muniz, who's now 37, says he looks forward to demonstrating his ability on the track and to showing just how serious he is about racing. Mm. Malcolm, yeah, get in there. <laughs> Malcolm in the middle, getting in the middle of it and not in racing. Yes. Now, oh. but, uh, I, I do want to talk about this because if you just read that story, Travis, as I did, <laughs> you're going, what in the world? Frankie Muniz actually has raced before. 
they did some like celebrity racing road course stuff out at like Long Beach and stuff like that. And he was very good in those. Mm -hmm. The second thing is this is not NASCAR. It, It is, but it's not the Cup Series. It's not the Xfinity Series. It's not even the trucks, Travis. He's racing in ARCA. He's doing the full ARCA season. So he is on tier like one. He's at the very bottom. So it's not like he's going and joining the NASCAR Cup season in his first time racing. He's he's starting out the right way. Um, I would venture to guess, though, if he didn't have the name and the money he has, he would not get this opportunity considering he is 37. And uh, most people, the average age of the ARCA series is about 23. Hmm. Because that's where guys are kind of first starting out. Right. So... Expect a lot of bad driving and a lot of bad racing because that's what the Arca series is. Mm-hmm. I watch the Arca series, Travis. I, I, there's three races I will watch for the Arca series. Make that four. I'll watch Daytona because it's Daytona. I'll watch they race at Talladega. I'll watch Talladega. And then they race at Springfield, Illinois on the dirt track and DeCoin on the dirt track. Mm-hmm. I'll go, I'll watch those races just because they're local. Sure. Other than that, don't bother watching the Arca series. It's a hot garbage mess. Hot garbage hot mess. Hot garbage mess. Yeah, but that's what uh, Frankie's getting into. That's what Frankie is getting into, and he wants to prove that he is the best with a team that has never competed full-time in the Arca series. So I wish him the best of luck. I wish him luck. Yeah, because I don't I, – I, this is not going to be good. <laughs> what do you think? Does he get in a wreck at uh, Daytona and then say, I don't want to do this? Car flips over or something like that. Nah, I'm, I think I'm good. No. Now you think he's committed? He's yeah, gonna do he's it the whole committed. thing, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, that's actually that's breaking news. Okay, breaking NASCAR news. So we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um. Petty GMS, which is uh, the team that Jimmy Johnson bought into, and and is going to be a part of. They have changed their name. They are now known as Legacy Motor Club. Legacy Motor Club. Legacy Motor Club. I do not like that name at all, okay. but that is their new name. And Jimmy Johnson announced that he will be in car number 84 when he makes his uh, attempt to start the Daytona 500. The 83-time winner will be in car number 84. Of course, during his first run in NASCAR, he was in car 48. So it just makes yeah. sense. You flip it around. So there you go. And he will be sponsored by Carvana. Carvana. Carvana, yes. And uh, I, I don't have a picture of the car. Some websites do. Um, it's 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 an okay-looking car, but it's nothing I'm going to write home about at all. So, um, <laughs> But, yeah, Jimmy Johnson, he started a relationship with Carvana um, in the IndyCar series, and I guess it is uh, carrying over. Here's the, the car. So, yeah, it's nothing really to write home about. It's not anything yeah. special. It's no. blue. It is very blue. It's very blue, like Carvana. So, but uh, all right. Now, I'll s- let's do the breaking news that, that I didn't even know about until right now. This just came out, Travis. Kyle Larson. You know Kyle Larson. Yes, I'm familiar with the name. He is going to be in the 2024 Indy 500. Mm. He is going to race the 2024 Indy 500 um, in what is going to be uh, McLaren, 
Racing, co-owned by Rick Hendrick, and it will have HendrickCars.com on it. Um, Kyle Larson said, quote, I'm super excited. Competing in the Indianapolis 500 is a dream of mine, something I've wanted to do for a very long time. Since I was a child, before I ever competed in sprint cars, to do it with McLaren and Mr. Hendrick especially, it's a dream come true. I'm grateful for the opportunity and really looking forward to it, even though it's still about a year and a half away. I'm really looking forward to competing in both the Indy 500 and the Coke 600, maybe even get a win or two that day. Now, multiple people have tried this. Mm-hmm. The last one to do it, he, Kyle Larson will become the fifth driver to run the double, um, which is the Indy 500 and the Coke 600 in the same day over Memorial Day weekend. John Andretti, Tony Stewart, Robbie Gordon, and Kurt Busch are the others. Busch was the most recent to do it in 2014. And Tony Stewart in 2001 is the only driver to compete all 1,100 miles in one day. No oh. driver who attempted the double has ever won either leg of this. Hmm. So... It's hard to do. It's hard to just complete every single lap of both races. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited for this. Kyle Larson, mm. as we know, is fast in anything he gets in. Yeah, Doesn't matter. He is. he is fast. Arrow McLaren is one of the fastest IndyCar teams out there right now. So you partner that with him, who's always a fast driver. That may be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I may be. I, I, yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. And then the, the big news um, from the NASCAR world is that Kevin Harvick has announced that this season will be his last. Oh. Kevin Harvick is set to retire at the end of the 2023 season. It'll be his 23rd and final year as a Cup Series driver. Um, so, yeah, of course, everyone knows the story of, you know, Kevin Harvick's career, and he was kind of thrust into the spotlight when Dale Earnhardt died mm. and uh, stuff like that. So. Um, it, it, he's doing it because he wants to be more of a father at home, which I can commend him for that. Yeah. Um, and actually he did a podcast with Dale jr. Uh, about a year ago where basically he said, I was going to retire in 2021. Like I was, I was done in 2021 hmm. and because of financials and, and the team needed me and stuff like that. I, I'm still here. Hmm. Um, so yeah, this will be Kevin Harvick's final year. Um, to me, now also, um, this was not a surprise to those in Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, Gene Haas, the owner of uh, Stuart Haas, co-owner, said in October that uh, Kevin Harvick had not given any indication he wanted to continue racing past this year. And uh, he's going to retire from full-time competition and is expected to transition into the broadcast booth to be a TV analyst for Fox Sports' NASCAR coverage in 2024. So that would put him beside Mike Joy and Clint Boyer, which is an added bonus for Fox because they could really use the help. So. Um, Good to use the help. Yeah, that it's not great. So it's um, definitely not what it used to be. No, it is not. But what ha- what yeah, is right? So with the retirement, upcoming retirement of Kevin Harvick, Travis, he is currently the oldest driver in the field. Yeah, um, he's forty-seven. End of an era. It is. We now have. We already had it with Kurt Busch going away. Kurt Busch was the last guy to drive with Dale Earnhardt, to be in a race with Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. Now that Kevin Harvick is retiring, all full-time drivers from that 2001 season are gone. Yeah. The oldest driver in the field will be, n- not in age-wise, but as far as being around in NASCAR the longest, it'll be Kyle Busch. 
which is so odd to think. It really is. Kyle Busch has been in the NASCAR Cup Series full time since 2004. Mm. He is he is the oldest, the longest tenured, you'd say. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it it really is the end of an era, and it's you know, kind of one of those things where it's like, mm, you know. Kevin Harvick, you know, last year he had two wins, but he he wasn't racing that good. Now, if I'm if I'm Stuart Haas Motorsports, because I want to, I'm you know, that's what we do here. We we talk about what's next. You have Cole Custer, who they just sent down to the Xfinity Series because it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. They have Ryan Priest, who they just hired uh, to be in the the 41 car. There's still no indication that Eric Almirola is going to race after this year. He was supposed to retire at the end of last season. And signed on for another year, midway through the year. Yeah. So you're possibly having to replace two drivers mm-hmm. there. And there's a couple of names being floated out there um, already, which, again, this news just came out today. But there's already some people who are speculating on who could possibly fill this number four car next year, which is a, a big you know, car. It's one has become one of the more, more premier rides in the Cup Series. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the drivers is Ricky Stenhouse Jr., but I think he's still under contract. The only reason people are thinking that is because Ricky Stenhouse Jr., his um, representation, as far as like an agent goes, is Kevin Harvick Incorporated. So it -hmm. would make sense that he would, you know, fill into that role. (laughs) Plus, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Tony Stewart kind of come from the same background of racing um, sprint cars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The other name that I've heard is Riley Herbst, who is um, an Xfinity Series driver for Stuart Haas. My thing is he's been with Stuart Haas for four years, has not won a race. He has never won a race on the the truck or the Xfinity Series. He's not ready to go cup racing yet. Mm, Yeah, I was going to say, I've never heard the name. Yeah, he's not ready to go cup racing yet, so don't don't do that. To me, the interesting one is a driver who's going to be a free agent after this year. And that's Ross Chastain. Oh, Rossi. Could you imagine Ross Chastain with Tony Stewart as his owner? That's just fun television. Mm-hmm. If you want someone to just say, go and get it done, Tony Stewart is that guy. And Ross is the driver to do that. Yeah. So I'm intrigued to see that develop. The other name people are putting out there, and it's going to make a lot of NASCAR fans mad, is Haley Deegan, who is a Ford driver in the truck series, but again, she hasn't won, hasn't even been competitive in the truck. So I don't know why you do that other than Stuart Haas racing was the home in the cup series for Danica Patrick. So they have that tie in of having the female full time. So, yeah. Um, and Haley has backing with, um, monster energy. They're supporting her a hundred percent in her racing endeavors. So that's a sponsorship that's taken care of check. You don't have to worry about finding that. So that's the only thing to me that would be appealing to that. But, Stuart Haas Racing possibly having to find two drivers at the end of this season. That's uh, The free agent class in NASCAR for next year is not nearly as good as this year. There's no Kyle Busch out there. There's no Tyler Reddick out there. There's no big marquee name out there that's not under contract. Now, obviously, things change throughout the season, and people get let go, and you know companies yeah. back out, and sponsorship leaves and stuff like that. But as of this moment... I'm glad I'm not Stuart Haas Racing because I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> don't know where you're going. Where am I going? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Man. So there you go. That is uh, that is our up- updated NASCAR news. And don't forget, uh, February 5th is uh, The Clash out in L.A. 
The uh, Coliseum Clash. Yeah. Coming up fast. The 5th? That's like three weeks? Yeah, it's coming up coming up soon. Yeah. Let's see. One, two, three, four weeks. Yeah. We'll be out there in, in L.A. at the Coliseum. and I I personally think this will be the last year of doing it there. I think the novelty will wear off after this year. Yeah, after two years. Yeah, after two years, the the novelty of oh look at this we're on this thing we're not uh, we're not supposed to do. It's not it's not gonna be cool anymore. I don't think so. <laughs> Plus, how many times are they really gonna want to pave that thing and then tear it all up all the time? Right. Yeah. At the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And throw another wrinkle into it: Is the Big Ten gonna be okay with it? Because that's oh, gonna yeah. be a Big Ten school after this year. Yeah, I man, I don't see why they wouldn't be. Well, because if it interferes with their football season, Travis. Well, it won't be. USC will be done playing by then. Well, yeah. And they won't have to worry about the playoffs. That's true. That's true. So, especially, uh, <laughs> is the Big Ten ready? Is USC ready? Uh, they can't even beat Tulane. Is UCLA ready? Is UCLA going to be ready? They had a tough time with, uh, with Illinois in basketball. What are they? What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do with Northwestern? Hey, they lost last night to Rutgers, Travis. <laughs> they won't even. They won't even know what to do. Made me so mad when I saw that. I wanted Northwestern to. I know we say it all the time, cannibalizing ourselves. Yep. Um, so uh, speaking of college basketball, I said I was gonna get to it. Uh, so I'll mention it now since you uh, mentioned it there. Yes. Uh, Mr. Sampson wasn't very happy with uh, Houston there playing close. Uh, South Florida covered the spread. Uh, they only won 83-77 to the new number one. Um, Alabama, they beat Arkansas 84-69. Uh, Marquette upset number six, UConn 82-76. Marquette was number 25. Uh, Texas, uh, they uh, keep on winning. Uh, they've rallied around each other with the dismissal of uh, Coach Beard there. They beat TCU 79-75, Xavier 92-87. Uh, Miami, against, uh, they won against Boston College 88-72. Uh, Missouri, they go down last night 82-64 to Texas A&M. So... Mm. Uh, Charleston beat UNC Wilmington 71-69, and Duke gets it done against Pitt 77-69. And uh, like Eric mentioned there in the uh, Big Ten uh, last night, uh, Rutgers taking down Northwestern, and uh, Indiana falls again. One and four are the Hoosiers now. So much for that uh, crowning of them preseason Big Ten champions. Yeah, uh, They lost again Penn State, pick up another win, so... They got some uh, good wins on their resume. Be Illinois and I'll be Indiana. Yep. They're uh, the Penn State and Indy Lions, 12 and 5 on the season. Only 3 and 3, 500 in the Big Ten, though. And like you said, Travis, this is the exact reason why there's never a Big Ten team making a run in March. Yeah. We just, we just <laughs> destroy just each other. Beat each other up, yep. man. And <laughs> doing it again. There's no cupcakes in the Big Ten. No. Besides, no. you know. Nebraska. Minnesota. Minnesota. Nebraska, yeah. Minnesota and basketball for Illinois sure. this year. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Nah. Turning it around. All right. And football. Friday night, Michigan State. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Friday. Yep, should be a packed gym. I think 
uh, an orange out there for the game against uh, Coach Izzo and Sparty. Uh, Gonzaga, they're in action tonight against uh, BYU, uh, Utah, and UCLA, and Arizona and Oregon State tonight in the top 25. A couple games in the uh, Big Ten. Uh, Minnesota, they're at Ohio State, and Michigan is at Iowa tonight as well. So there's college basketball and right. the Big Ten. So. I like it. All right, I think that we've uh, cleaned it all up and we've uh, got it all under control. And uh, we're going to get out of here for uh, the uh, day. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for downloading. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk a lot of NFL with the uh, playoffs, Super Wild Card Weekend coming up this weekend and a very special thing tomorrow that you want to stay tuned for uh, involving the uh, Cardinals Caravan. That's all I can say for now. So... Tune in uh, tomorrow for for that, and we'll get you set for the weekend and recap the local sports from last night or yeah. from tonight. Pick them. And pick them as well. That's right. We're picking every NFL game, right? Every NFL game. Awesome. So uh, that'll be tomorrow. Until then, we'll talk to you then. Peace out. Peace out.